0: Well, hello and welcome to episode 193 of The Cool Room. I uh, hope you're enjoying all sorts of delicious craft beers out there, wherever you are listening to us around the world. Thank you for your support. Uh, we love the fact that there are so many people who are subscribing to the podcast. We can see that coming through. Uh, we love the fact that there are so many people following us on Insta and Facebook. They're great ways to support us and um, we hope that today's episode will inspire you to do so if you haven't done so already. Uh going to sit down and answer all of the big questions with our guests today, kicking off with whether it's Bowden Brewing or Bowden Brewing and if that's the kind of issue that you think you might need a beer to help mull over, well, have we got a good deal for you. We have only... Three of these tasting packs left in our online store. The beers, as you'll hear, are delicious and we'd love to have them out in your hands so that you can recline in your bean bags and enjoy the episode with the right beers in front of you. Make it easy for yourself. Just go to your Google machine and put in Cool Room, Shopify, Bowden, B-O-W-D-E-N, uh, and you'll be able to figure out uh, how to get to those beers uh, nice and cheap for a nice quick six-pack sent out to you. You can chill them down and enjoy hearing the brewers talk about the beers uh, as we go through. Look, check out the other things that are there. While you do, we've got some other great deals in-store including the pack for our next online show which will be with Seeker Brewing and really looking forward to having them on board. Uh, the next episode that you'll hear will be the one with Deeds Brewing and we've got some of the amazing Journey Packs uh, still in our Cool Room store there. Really great value. And then after that you'll be hearing us up at Bendigo on the Hop. Uh, that's tomorrow as I record. Uh, so really looking forward to catching up with lots of Cool Roomans up there in Bendigo. And not too far down the line, we're going to be doing our 200th episode. Uh, gives you an idea of how much editing I've got to do between now and when that's going to be coming out. But that's going to be out at Burnley Brewing, uh, on the night of Friday, the 15th of September. Uh, some awesome beers lined up for that show. Burnley, really good friends of the podcast, obviously, who've been on many times around uh, this time of the year, around uh, Oktoberfest. So really looking forward to being out there on the ground with our friends from Burnley to record our 200th episode, really hoping we get a big crowd along for that one. Look, so many ways to be involved. Please tell your friends about the podcast. If you can, support us by buying some beer and um, listening in, liking and subscribing, liking us on Facebook, liking us on Insta, so you never miss out on any of the news of the things that we've got coming up. Look, let's get straight over to the show. Let's get into that cool room, Zoom room, uh, and get underway with this week's episode. Jake, look, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for having me. Look, absolute pleasure. We, we, look, we'd better get ourselves orientated, I suppose, to whereabouts in the world you are. A big shout-out to our Fijian listeners who are still listening loyally. Um, for people in Fiji, give us a little bit of Australian geography. Explain where Bowdoin is both in terms of within Adelaide but where Adelaide is in terms yeah. of Australia.
1: So Adelaide, if, if you're... All right, so here is Australia... But this is going
0: to be really uh, good on the podcast where people <laughs> don't see your face.
1: Adelaide's in the centre, <laughs> down the bottom, uh, in South Australia. Uh, it's nestled between Western Australia and the eastern stage, like Victoria and uh, New South Wales. Um, yeah, so Adelaide's right down the bottom. Um, and in Adelaide, uh, we are sort of on the, I, I, I guess, the just just northwest of the central business district.
0: Um, yeah. It's... Excellent. <laughs> and and tell us a bit about the suburb. Tell us, you know, what it's like, you know, we often hear that breweries end up in sort of suburbs that for a while were industrial and then sort of become the hip places to be.
1: Yeah, so um, Bowdoin is, uh, and it, well, it used to be a very industrial area. There was a gas works, Um, And the building we're in was a eclipsal like switch, like they made light switches and stuff like that. So it was a massive factory. Um, And so, yeah, it's just out of the CBD. And so it's in prime location. And uh, yeah, Adelaide used to be banded by pretty well, all industrial districts. Um, And now we're, uh, yeah, it's sort of that, that is generally um, gentrifying um, and people people are moving in. And now it's sort of, it's the highest density sort of uh, living um,
0: out of the CBD. Yeah. When you said it was a sort of eclipsal part of the world, I was thinking car racing rather than uh, yeah, yeah. than light switches, but there you yeah. go. That's where my mind goes <laughs> to. And what's, what's, it, what's it going to be like? What's the venue going to be like? If we were walking in right now on a Thursday night, um,
1: oh, I mean Thursdays aren't too busy. But um, basically, Bowdoin Brewing—we've got a we've got a tap room. It's uh, got a Mexican restaurant uh, with a, a, a sort of a, a, a wood, like a charcoal grill. Uh, we do tacos from uh, you know, make make our own tortillas from like from first principles, so make it from corn. Um, and then yeah, we've got. We've got uh, basically a walk in and there's there's a lot of long tables and booths um, and yeah there's just some you know nice it's just a nice sort of sort of trendy bar I, I would say lots of walnut wood stained wood um, and yeah I don't know uh, and then yeah the brewery out the back.
2: Making tortillas from first principles is yeah. a very engineering term, Jake. <laughs> yeah, I am an engineer.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's a well, good what term. Ex- what yeah. excellent timing, Mr Warren Wu, to have you in the room. Because when I think Mexican restaurants, I think Warren Wu. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I do. Well, I don't know, I don't, Jake would know this, but I had one once a very short
2: lived. It was fun. Yeah. It should have more been a truck than a restaurant. Yeah. That's a different story. Yeah. I was once an engineer too. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was at uni at the same time as the Deeds boys were, who were also <laughs> engineers. So, yeah. you know, what's with brewers and engineers? Yeah, I, I reckon engineers love a beer. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. There could be something in that, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. they also they love
1: it they love a beer, but they also love uh, like uh, Part of, part of the whole brewing process is, like, you know, um, there's a lot of science, there's a lot of biology, and there's, like, a, a process you need to sort of op- – I felt like I needed to optimize, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so it just sort of really rings a bell for the old uh, engineer in me. I, I, I loved it.
0: Yeah, I couldn't. Do do you actually do the staff all have T-shirts there saying "making tortillas from first principles"? Because <laughs> no, but we will from now on. <laughs> excellent, we're all about the T-shirts here, in the <laughs> room, so yeah, yeah, I'll remember. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Well, that gives us a bit of a, a bit of a feel for where we're going to be talking about tonight. How long ago did you actually get up and, and running as a brewery? Well, then we'll get on to talking about the Pet Rock, which is the first yeah. beer in our glasses tonight. So
1: yeah, we're, I mean, we, the concept sort of come up about, um, I don't know, maybe in 2018, something like that, maybe a bit before. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know, uh, pretty well by the time, you know, we, we sort of, there was a lot, it's a lot of work starting something Um And sort of chipped away at it and got through. And, and, and by the time we were open, it was what two years ago. So was that 2021? Is that right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would make that all that would all sort of fit together from yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Was there a bit of a moment? Was it one of those sort of things where you were sitting around with mates and obviously you've got a co founder and sort of thinking about getting things underway. And then you sort of woke up one morning and went, oh wow it 's actually real it 's actually going to happen
1: oh no, nah. so like a bit of a a, a background around boden so i I guess we we, we, we were making beers like, so from home brewers, making beers in my mate's shed, so Alex is the other, one of the other owners um, so he he was the one that he had he had this beer set up, and the engineer and me. Um, Yeah, so we were just trying to sort of tweak and optimise his setup to get the best beer we could. Um, And he's got, uh, like, a a part ownership of a bar in the city uh, here, which is called Nola. Um, Yeah, I don't know if anyone's been to Adelaide. Go to Nola. It's a good – it's a lovely – it's a real good place. We will Uh, now, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so sort of – we were making good beer, um, and he had the sort of hospitality background, um, and then you, we were like, you know what, uh, fuck it, let's let's do it. Um, and, you know, uh, breweries are expensive, so we entered. We, we saved up a bunch of money. It took a lot of time. But, yeah, no, then we sort of, yeah,
0: we, we got there, and and, yeah, it's been going pretty well. Awesome. Well, we're going to really look forward to sort of unpacking that story as we go along. We better talk about this beer while it's in our glasses before we finish it off. Right now, we're kicking off with the Pet Rock. Um, Can you take us on a little bit of a tasting tour here? What style of beer is it, and what should we be tasting in the glass? So, uh,
1: Pet Rock is a New Zealand uh, pale ale. Um, I I guess pale ales, um, people love them. And uh, they they sell really well, so we always try and have one on. We always, at Brewing, we sort of try and always do uh, like a constant stream of limiteds. I reckon we've done, I don't know, 80, 90 different beers since we've been open. Um, And this um, is uh, uh, one of them. I guess pails, we we like like them to be light, like sort of in terms of body, light and crisp um, and really refreshing. And we've used uh, New Zealand hops. So we're, uh, we've used Waka and Kohatu, uh, which are, yeah, some of the best New Zealand ones. We should be getting sort of, um, should be getting like passion fruits, stone fruits, and uh, those sorts of flavours. Um, and and if you look at the can design, that's one of the things we sort of, we, we, we love is we wanted to call it, like we, we were just talking shit and we decided we'd call a beer Pet Rock. And so we did a pet rock, and we made it in New Zealand by making it a sheet.
0: I like that. <laughs> I like it a lot. We, I mean, yeah. We, yeah. we love our can design chats here, and um, I guess I was going to ask sort of a question out of that because we've got a few different can designs in this pack, some plainer than others. Is that a bit of a hint at which is core range and which yeah. is sort of, you know, limiteds? Yeah, so the core...
1: I guess it's, it's sort of, this uh, This is an example of core. Um Which is for, for, stout, us. for those. Yeah, so this is the adjust. stout. <laughs> it, want us, it doesn't need to be upside down though. No. Um, <laughs> it needs to stand, it needs to stand, like we wanted the cores to sort of stand out on a shelf in amongst um, a sea of colours and patterns and all these sorts of things. Because um, yeah, like beers, like bottle shops these days are very, very, like, sort of overwhelming from a sensory sort of perspective. Um, and so we thought, you know, let's just say exactly what it is. Boom, stout. Boom. We got an IPA. Uh, so that cause are, we got an IPA, a hazy uh, draft, and a, uh, and a, a session. Um, and then we do seasonal uh, type uh, releases. Like, so seasonal cause, we're calling them. So, like, the stout. And we do... Um, seasonal sours as well. So pretty well we'll always have a, uh, a sour on over the warmer months. Um, yeah,
0: um, and yep. yeah, we make them pretty good. Excellent. We, we'll talk seasonal stouts and whether stouts can be drunk all year round or not later in the show. So yeah. for everyone who enjoys Controversy Corner, don't worry. We will <laughs> get there. You don't have to type that one, that one in just yet. Um, but uh, while we're still talking pails, um, Obviously, there's a lot of pales out there. This one has those quite particular hops in it. Is there anything that you think sort of makes a baden, um, a baden uh, uh, pale ale you know, notable? Like when you're aiming for putting your stamp on it, how do you go?
1: Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we do. I reckon – well, I haven't really thought about this, but I feel like we, we always try and – we make, try and make all our beers – apart from some of the more extreme ones. But most of our beer is extremely approachable. Um, and, like, I feel like this sort of exemplifies it. It's just a nice, clean, neutral, uh, like, West Coast IPA yeast. Um, and we use a bit of pale and ale malts and I think a bit of wheat. Um, what else is it? It's been a while since I've looked at it. Oh, yeah, and, and a bit of Vienna. So it's just light. It should be light, crisp, refreshing. And then, yeah, just have a, a a a bit of bit of hop body um, behind it, yeah.
0: And in terms of just sort of to give people an idea of the scale of the brewery you've got there, when you're doing a limited run, like how much are we talking? Both in terms of, you know, hectoliters or whatever it might be, but also for for normal people who think in kegs or slabs, what does it actually break down to? so we we would like we we're quite a small brewery so
1: we do we've got a 600 liter uh, hot side so that's that's the the system we use to make beer uh, now we we like overload everything um so it says 600 liters but we actually get like 900 liters um through in a single batch and and our i guess our fermenters are um we got oh yeah, 1,200 litre fermenters and, a, and some um, 2,400 litre fermenters, uh, which we also overfilled a bit. But um, yeah, so I guess going back, if we do a, a, like a, a limited batch like this, we would do um, maybe get transfer into one of those 1,200 litre fermenters and we'd get about 1,400 litres in there. Um, and by the time we're through ferment weight, like dumping hops and all those bits and pieces, we would probably get, um, about eleven fifty, twelve hundred 1200 liters out, uh, which is, we we typically split packaging around 12 kegs, 1250 liter kegs, 12 to 14, and maybe, um, 70, 70 or so cases. Yeah. So most of these are, uh, you know,
0: pretty, pretty limited, I guess. Yeah. And, and how much do you keep for yourselves there in your venue and how much is sort of going out to various spots? Because I think I'm right to saying you're pretty new into Victoria. Pretty new into Vic, yeah. I, like,
1: we sort of, we, we, we did Gabs this year um, in Vic and that was, we did it um, as part of, we, we were part of a new, you know, sort of a new up-and-coming brewers sort of area. Um, and so we sort of thought we'd launch over there and do, a, uh, you know, s- sell a few beers over there. Um, and yeah, it's been going reasonably well. Um, yeah. So new to, I guess, Vic, uh, in terms of like how much we use, we probably, I don't know, it, it, it depends on the beer, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yep. but, uh, yeah, we, we, we'd probably sell, uh, you know, like six, seven, eight kegs of each batch. Internally, and maybe 20, 30 cases. Um, but we, yeah, so we, we're in about 150, 200 bottle shops and bars and stuff in SA. And um, we, we're sending some of that purple yeet juice, which we were, I was talking to someone, uh, John or someone about earlier. Um, yeah, so we're selling that to uh, the Northern Territory and across to, we're about to sell some across to
0: um, WA. Yeah, tell us a bit about that one. It's not in, not in our packs, but, yeah, I think you were having a yarn with some of the people here in the Zoom room while yeah. we were getting ready to press record. Yeah, so um, Purple
1: Geek Juice is our, it, like, it's our our most popular drink and um, it is a, a purple hard lemonade. Um, it tastes a bit like, it, I don't know, it's just like, it's nice and refreshing. Um, uh, it's a lot refreshing and, um, it tastes, it's a great balance of, uh, sweet to sour. Um, and it, um, make, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great summer drink, I reckon. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it just tastes almost like solo, but, um, we make a, we make a house lemonade and, uh, and, uh, dose
0: it up with some ethanol and, and, um, yeah, people, people love it. Yeah. Don't don't sort of say it tastes like solo too loud, or you'll get a whole lot of teal coloured politicians very excited <laughs> at the moment. So we don't want that. Yeah. I I won't tell anyone if you don't. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's purple. Is it's, that the... it's purple. Yeah,
1: we 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 put a um uh, like a flower blossom in there, which which is like a natural colouring. Um and yeah, it it legit makes it. I wish I'd, I wish I'd got some, but it makes it look um like a beautiful deep purple. Yeah, and, and that's because it's quite an acidic type environment. If you put that same butterfly pea blossom stuff in a in a basic environment, it turns very like a royal blue. So, um, you've probably seen people would have seen some gins that
0: you. I was used. going to say I've seen yeah. it with, with cocktails in particular, or with yeah. gin where you where you add it into the mixer and you get a quite. Yeah, a dose with tonic and it changes colour and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to hand over to my good friend, Mr Warren Wu, not just because i want him to have the opportunity to ask any questions about the pet rock that he might have, but because, just like last week, I've got to go back to the fridge to get out our next beer. So, Warren, you can do a little bit of the bridging while I uh, publicly admit to my complete lack of organisation. I
2: I had to disappear in the early part of the podcast, so it's not like I'm... Any more organised? <laughs> it just seems like the way that this t- this sometimes goes. Um, let's go back and let's talk about the, the Bowdoin, Um, I suppose the Bowden history a little bit more. Let's explore that. Um, so engineer, you're both engineers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and so, Alex
2: are both engineers. Alex and I are both engineers. We used to work for uh,
1: work like in an oil and gas company in the in the. Uh, in this uh, city, uh, Santos. Um, yep. So yeah, we were we were we met um, doing FIFO. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. So flying out, we were we were in the um, in the desert in the Cooper Basin. In, the, in honestly, in the middle of middle of nowhere. Uh, it's hot. It's dry. It was yeah. It it's a, a, the probably the perfect location to to sort of earn a. Like a hard earned thirst, I guess. Yep. Um. But yeah. So we we're, we're up we're up there. Sort of met each other, and and you know we, we both did the same degree. Um. We're both aerospace engineers. Um. Uh-huh. But yeah, we sort of did that, uh, and then yeah, sort of bonded bonded over a few beers out out there, and and just work, and then I he he just uh, he he just built the most epic homebrew setup, um, and so we decided, you know, like, he was like, yeah, come around for a brew. So we went around for a brew Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we were like, you know, we could do this, we could do it, we could do it professionally. (laughs) Like, why not? Why not? And it turns out, like, I mean, we've done it uh, very successfully um, at a a professional level, but there's a hell of a lot that you don't know. Uh
2: (laughs) Yeah, so, (laughs) you
1: know, you sort of just, yeah, but we... Yeah, we work it out. Like, I think that's part of the thing about being an engineer. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um you sort of, if you don't know something, you can sort of just bluff it and then, like,
2: learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm talking out turn too much when I say that the Deeds boys were clever in the fact that I think they really wanted the brewing side to be their number one thing, but they yeah. start out in sales. And they, yeah, they're the ones that, that um, they learned the sales side before they got into it. I think that's really yeah. clever. And so, um, yeah, I think engineers have that tendency to to kind of find a problem, love being yeah. inside the problem, and then doing the thing. Yeah. Um, while you were flying in and flying out of the middle of nowhere, what beers were you drinking? Well, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess uh, there's, there's all kinds of, uh, all kinds of contracts with, uh, bars, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, that the bars up there and whatnot. Um, like, but, but yeah, mate, the main beer I drank when I was on site was Kil- Kilkenny. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 We're, you know, at, uh, it's just a great beer, and we've actually done a knockoff. But uh, uh, it's it's better actually, but a knockoff of it. at called Kil- Kilbenny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> love so, it. So
1: yeah, if you if you're <clears throat> in the area, come past, uh, and uh, it's it's the only beer I've drunk here since we've released it, <laughs> which was like two months ago. So
2: <laughs> it's good. <laughs> love it. Um. Kenny doesn't sound like the type of beer that would go that well in the middle of South Australia. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. I don't know. I, I no. not, not to question it, but I just thought in my yeah. head, like,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's just a, it's a good beer. You know, it's a good quality beer. And like at the end of the day, I don't know. Yeah, when you, when the, the only other options you've really got are forex or Carlton draft, yeah, or there was like there was uh, Guinness, I guess. So that was something I had occasionally. But yeah, no, there really wasn't too much like yeah. good stuff there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, kill Kenny. Sorry, was the, the 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 best of it. Yeah,
2: excellent. Yeah. Um, so moving on, let's go talk about the Toothy Hurty, your Imperial Smoothie, Imperial Smoothie Sour. Yeah. So, uh, Mm 2.30, my
1: cousins are are dentists, um, (laughs) and they've got a couple of dental clinics and I was chatting to them over a beer one day and I was sort of saying we should, uh, like, chatting to them about what's, what's good and bad for your teeth. And I like they were telling me all this shit, and I just decided we should do a collab. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna put all the bad shit in a beer, and I'm gonna send people to you. (laughs) And uh, that's
2: a genius collab. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's how 230 was was formed. And you can see on the on the label, there's there's teeth being beaten up by some bad fruit. (laughs) Yeah, so. Yeah, it's a, honestly, it, it was, it's good. It, it was a mm. good idea.
0: Were uh, the fruit choices specifically because of because what they they're do? they're bad for your teeth, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah
1: bananas, uh, lemons and pineapples are really shit for your teeth, apparently. I had no idea about <laughs> bananas. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. you know, that your we bananas. Is a apparently bananas, yeah. I, who'd have thought? I would have thought, but I feel like it's soft. It's like, I don't but anyway. It's it
2: between your teeth. Like, I know pineapple, the stringy bits get between your teeth and then they get stuck there and then bacteria yeah. comes and. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but no, apparently bananas, yeah, you screw your teeth up. Yeah. Wow. Like, there maybe they're real, they're, they might be real sweet. I don't know. But then again, the,
0: like, pineapples are really sweet, aren't they? So. Mm. Yeah. That too. Well, I feel like we've sort of, we've started to preempt the discussion about what's going to be in the glass when we're tasting it. But Mm. can you sort of give us a bit of a, a feel for what we should be experiencing when we have this in front of us? You know, first of all on the nose and then into the glass.
1: Yeah so um I guess 230 like right, so we we kettle sour all our sours here and uh, we we do sours really uh, I would say I mean I'm biased but I think we do sours as good as anyone um and so yeah this was about 45% uh uh fruit fruit puree um and so uh yeah so it was it like we made like 1,200 liters, and of that, I think we added like 550 liters/slash kilos of bananas, like like a mixture of bananas, pineapples, and lem- lemons. So it's a it's 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 a lot of uh, of puree. Um, yeah, so it should be. There's a bit of lactose in there, so if um, I don't know if it says on there, but yeah, just if you're lactose intolerant, please don't drink it. But um, yeah, so it's should be almost like a smoothie i reckon mm.
0: yeah yeah absolutely for something that sort of with a name like it has and you know with the notion of an imperial sour i was expecting something frankly way tarter uh yeah. the, the lactose really mellows it out
1: yeah it does it, it really does um and and it's quite i can't remember now because we made it a few months ago but um the ph was quite low. like we, we gave it extra souring time so it um, it's, it definitely uh, was a very, very low pH, um, and yeah, that just there's a lot of residual sweetness in there, um, which definitely sort of balances it. Yeah,
0: it's absolutely delicious, can I say, and hides the alcohol yeah. really, really well. It, um... it it really is very tasty. Yeah. You can
1: get get the like, so much banana, <laughs> I reckon. Really but yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: And that's kind of the smoothie thing. There's always yeah. so much banana in smoothie. Yeah, yeah I can't exactly. Can't get away with it. Yeah,
1: banana carries it. Banana yeah. carries it. Yeah.
2: Um, I thought I might continue the you kind of the beer journey a little bit. Um, what was your first craft beer? Was it one of Alex's homebrews, or was there something else that kind of started the journey for you? No. I. I mean, growing up. I mean,
1: as soon as I started liking beer, I used to just drink West End, which is like a shit, it's just shit beer. But like, that was just, it's just what everyone did. Uh Um, And then I reckon I started liking craft beer maybe 15, I don't know, a while ago. And I I can't really remember the first one, but I remember going to the the Wheat Sheaf Hotel here yeah, which is uh, like a bit of a craft beer institution. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um sorry. And they 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 always had so much wacky shit on. It was so it was just always good. I can't remember exactly what I was drinking, but um that would be the place that I, I sort of remember the first time I really remember um sort of enjoying craft beer. And then as soon as I started that I just wasn't able to go back like I really struggled going back to the, the, the commercial, uh, like mass produced sort of beers. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, <clears throat> then flash forward probably five, 10 years or whatever it was. Um, just, yeah, like really, like really like our like Alex was making, he was making his specialty. is a, um, he does a red rye IPA, uh, that, that was his homebrew sort of staple. And, and yeah, it was just so good. It was so good. Yeah. Have you done that beer? Have you guys made, do you guys? Yeah, I think we made, I think we made it once. It was real, like, real heavy on Chinook, a uh, Um And yeah, like, uh, it was just a small batch. So we've got, we've got here, we've, we've also got two um, 120 litre fermenters. So we use them for, all their more interesting sort of wacky type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think we did, we did a batch of that uh, as we first opened. And, yeah, it was, it was yeah, well-received. But, yeah, just two, two kegs, smash it through, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome.
2: Yeah, that sounds like heaps of stuff. Yeah, no, it really is. It really is. Yeah. Um, what made Alex's kid so epic? I mentioned, I mean, you mentioned it before. I just, just said in the back of my head. Yeah. What, what, why was his, yeah, his kid so good? Um, I don't know. He did, he like,
1: I think he hand welded, like he's an engineer, doesn't know how to weld, but like hand welded up this three tier sort of, uh, plat, like platform set up. And he had these kegs that he'd converted and it was like these insulated ones and this and it like, it was pretty good and then we just got into it and we were like, all right, so if we, we put this in here, put this three-way valve in um, and sort of just like really, really went to work on it (laughs) and, uh, and probably spent shit tons of money. I I sort of don't (laughs) want to know what we spent, but a lot, just making it as, as efficient as it could be. And I don't think the beer was any better. And I don't think, um i don't think we got any more out of it like i just think we just spent probably like five six hundred bucks on this thing um yeah i just think we just spent money you know just for the sake (laughs) of it but i mean the the benefit of that was we really got to deep dive like like deep dive into the science behind Mm -hmm. how everything works and this and that and is like that's the main part of Beer production is—you need to have a good understanding of science um, of like how, like how to make beer, how fermentation works, like you know,
2: like yeah, all that sort of stuff. For our budding home brewers who, for whatever crazy reason, want to take this show more seriously or take <laughs> their show more seriously. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say no one takes this
2: one no seriously. No one takes more. this show seriously. <laughs> that I don't take whatever they're doing more seriously. Or 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 following your footsteps, Jake. Um give us a piece of advice on, on what we should do. Give us a piece one piece of advice which which you wish you knew before you, you endeavor you went out of your endeavour.
1: I mean I don't think you need a I don't think you need a uh like a brewing degree or anything like that i think I think a, a solid um, understanding of, of the, that all the science and bits and pieces like that um, is paramount but also i really like there 's a lot of things that i didn 't know um, things like like the brewing part is only a very like that 's a very small part of mm-hmm. the whole um, the whole thing like I spend like I, I, I sort of, I'm more uh, moved into sort of more an ops management type stuff at at present. So, like uh, Al and, and we've got a trainee that do the brewing. So, um, yeah. So I feel like I feel like there's a like heat like there's a constant balancing act um, in in everything that goes into making the beer. So things like like. You need to make sure, like, all the simple things, like, you need to make sure you've got all the ingredients you need, uh, you need to be thinking ahead, you need to be thinking about what sells, you need to be, like, constantly talking to salespeople, and mm-hmm. um, so all of that sort of integration, that, that is, that's not something that you uh, would would really get just just like right. but we had we had absolutely no freaking idea about any of that
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um and and then the yeah, like, other we've got we've got a we've got a bar and, and all that stuff and and like i know nothing about running any of that so like that is like the the bar that the the venue is a whole nother BC. Mm. and i would definitely say if you're if you're looking to do it do it but Hire someone who, like, as a venue manager, who knows how to run a hospitality venue. God, um, if only I'd met you seven or eight years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's hard. Like that is hard, and it is different. Mm. Like as a, as an engineer, I don't think like um, they do. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's it's a, it's a yeah yeah. It's good yeah. Um,
2: I like how your beer career is pretty much gone like your engineering career would have anyway. It's like start out as an engineer and then just slowly drift into an operations role. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) 100%. 100%.
2: And um, either managing people or managing operations and just like. I'm, and, and all of a sudden, I'm herding cats. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> At one point, I was, I, had pro- I was mildly project managing some things, and, and, and I had a yeah. cat program, and now I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm office management. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in a brewery, not like it's some sort of mining operation. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah well i mean i'd probably make more money doing mining operation
2: like management <laughs> yeah yeah but would you love what you were doing is i don't know actually this was a dangerous question to ask yeah would you
1: i wouldn't love it as much i honestly like i i every day i come in and it's it's hard but like there's always a different sort of um different issue you know like problem you're solving and it's mm-hmm. um i mean I, I sort of got that at uh, doing the mining thing, but this is like this is great, and I, the fact that you're constantly, you constantly you solve a problem and you see the you see the benefit coming out of it, like it really makes it really makes you ha- happy. Yeah.
2: Um, what is your favorite piece of kit at the brewery? We've talked a little bit about home brewing, but on the on the big
0: scale, yeah. Is there a special one? Because some people have that one that they were, you know, always hanging out for, and then finally they got the chance to get their paws on that special thing that... I'm
2: that waiting sort of for the day of uh... just goes an Excel spreadsheet.
0: No, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I, spreadsheet. Like, the,
1: the amount of spreadsheets that I have is a bit ridiculous, I think. But, um, like, in terms of the production side, I reckon, I reckon like, our keg washer, maybe, like... <laughs> There's nothing like just putting a keg on it and having it cleaned. Like, yeah. it's just like, boom, you press two buttons and it is done. Like, yeah, mm. it's good. Because cleaning kegs is a bit of a pain in the ass. So, like, the are corning kegs. So, that, maybe. I, love I that. think
2: that's a very strong answer. It I is. Really <laughs> <a very> strong <laughs> strong yeah. Like, until you get, yeah, until you get centrifuge.
1: Oh, yeah, apparently, yeah. Apparently.
2: That is
0: the truth. Yeah, that's what it
2: says, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still like Keg Washer the best, though. I think that's...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can can I take us back to Mr Warren, who and I compete as to who gets us more off track and down rabbit holes? Uh, And Mm. I want to actually take us back to that discussion we were having at the very start about the fruit additives in the beer that we've got at the moment. I'd be interested to know sort of what format they sort of come in and when do you add them in just again? You know, this is the beer that's probably... A bit technical for the average home brewer, but yeah. you know ha- how does the actual process work?
1: I guess so. From from us, we we mash the same way, seventy through the entire process. We we mash the same way as we normally mash. Um, transfer it to kettle. We usually we usually uh, like mash and 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 get into kettle like a little bit high uh, gravity, um, and and we would dilute through to the kettle just to get a bit bump up a little bit of extra volume. Um, but we would get it. In the kettle, we add, we add a bacteria, um, uh, lactobacillus, and that sours it. That drops the pH from uh, probably about approximately 5, maybe a little bit under, through to um, maybe 3.6, slightly under. I think this one was about 3.2 maybe. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, so that goes through to the... Uh, then we transfer it through to the fermenter. Ferment it normally, so that's a couple of weeks. Um, and just just as at the tail end of ferment, we will um, generally add fruit, and that is yeah just so um, the yeast the yeast is still like you know they they're living their best life I guess and um, trying to. Holy shit, it is very windy out there.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can see the look of fear on your
2: pants.
1: I I saw a flying, like, uh, you know, cow or something, and I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) no. No, so,
2: yeah, get it through, and, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Our good friend James Murphy in the room, uh, not going to ask about wind, but has a good question about fruit. So um, we often hear about fruit leading to secondary fermentation. Uh, what do you do to prevent that uh, stop that? How do you guys manage it? So,
1: yeah, you just, it, that's one of the reasons why we, uh, so it, we, had, we had fruit from, uh, that is aseptic, so it is, I guess, pasteurized. Um, we had fruit from a, a company that's like a, be, a, a beer ingredient wholesaler called Bintani. They have, um, they have a, a, a like a heap of different fruits. And so we, yeah, we get, we get massive sacks
0: of, of this aseptic stuff. Um, and we massive tip it in. Massive sacks of this aseptic stuff. That could be the t-shirt out of tonight. Yeah, that's think. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Massive <laughs> sacks of <laughs>
2: aseptic stuff. I love it.
1: Uh, um, and so, <laughs> yeah, so we, we get them in like 15 or 20, 20 liter, uh, containers and and pretty well like we'll bring. I, I may or may not have stolen some Bunnings trolleys, um, so we, we just we just wheel them into we, the brewery on these Bunnings trolleys.
0: We'll <laughs> and, we'll, we'll uh, make sure that we bleep out the name of the yeah, actual... bleep,
1: bleep it out. <laughs> um, and yeah, like and and I just hand it up to Alex or or the Kane the trainee, and um, and he he's just tipping them in, yeah, into into the tank, and now yeah, we. As I said, we try and do it. Yeah, we maybe like a play doh to go on the um, on the ferment, just so there's there's a bit of yeast action, so it can um, it can still convert and it sort of make sure that we, uh, we it sort of will chew through all the all the sugar that we are adding.
0: Awesome, awesome. But again, probably not one to be trying at home for people who are particularly starting out in their homebrew career. no. Nah. No,
1: nah, I, yeah, unless you want some bottle bombs, I wouldn't
0: do it, yeah. And uh, we always sort of joke, is that the, uh, where the apprentice has to come in and do the clean-up afterwards? What does it look like in the fermenter uh, when all of this has gone through? <laughs> um, it's usually,
1: I mean, we, we do dump as we go, um, yeah, so it generally, generally will a lot. We we get a bunch of pure like you know slurry type stuff towards the bottom, but we sort of dump it, and then we yeah we take it and we um we we sort of discard it through our through our liquid waste disposal company. So it's not like it's not as bad as you think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: We we often hear that from brewers. It's not as bad as you think. <laughs> uh, um, is that? Is that code for us not wanting to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I yeah, get the I, impression. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> On that note, we should probably take a small break, David. What do you think? I think that's an excellent suggestion and one that I was about to make myself. Let's have a little break. <laughs> well, here we are. We're back and we're still chatting with Jake. We're about to get underway with the stout. Uh, I've poured this into the glass. It looks absolutely magnificent. It's, uh, it's stout season. We'll get onto that conversation, I promise, in a few seconds' time. But, Jake, do you want to run us through, again, what you should be tasting in the glass, how it should be looking? It's give us a little bit of a feel for what we're dealing with here.
1: Yeah, so I guess this uh, this beer, it's uh, like, it's our like seasonal core stout, but it's a uh, oatmeal stout in style, so it should be a little bit, like, a little bit lighter than, you know, a, I I guess, uh, a standard stout. So it's it's quite, it's supposed to be sort of quite sessionable, um, like, and, yeah, like, a little bit, little bit uh, roasty, a little bit... uh, like creamy,
0: yeah, it should be just like a yeah, just like something you can have a few of, yeah. it certainly has those kind of feels, I've got to say it's got a, it's absolutely perfect for the for the Melbourne weather that we've got going on here, uh, maybe I don't know how it goes in the wind whether stout is a windy drink or not, we'll get onto to that as we as we talk through it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the process that goes into, into making it.
1: Yeah, so I guess we like brew it the the same way as we brew um, most things. Um, Yeah, but it's just yeah a fair bit of fair bit of like sort of dark malt um, in it, I guess. Um, This uh, uh, tasting it, like I haven't haven't tasted it for a while, but yeah. So tasting it, it definitely has a lot of Munich and a lot of uh, yeah roasted. Roast roast of wheat in it, which gives it a um, definitely a, a sort of a sort of like a roasty character without too much stringency, Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's a really tasty, really tasty little bit to be to be having here at this at this point in proceedings. Uh, a stout's popular over in SA. We're talking about sort of you know it's funny because last week we were chatting with. Uh, behemoth over in New Zealand and talking about sort of, you know, that there's a difference in style between New Zealand and Australia, even though, you know, very close sort of neighbours. Is it different styles, do you think, appeal over in Adelaide to what we might experience over here in Melbourne? People people like us now. As soon as it hits, um,
1: I actually, like, I I pulled all this data, like the engineer in me, I pulled all this data. I like this. um, And, like, last, last week, and I can't remember it, but I, like I was pulling trends of what sells when and why, what, when we should brew and do all this shit. Like, um, yeah, it's because it's something I hadn't ever, I hadn't actually done before. But people people love stouts and, and especially something like this is just so, it's light and it's a very approachable. And people, that's what people want, I think. Um, yeah, like if, yeah, to, 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 if, if you want to sort of tie up a tap, like, you want, you want something that's easy to drink. Um, and I think this, this does it well. Yeah. How
0: many taps do you actually have? Like, what sort of, how much? Yeah, so we,
1: we, at the brewery, we've got 14 taps. Um, yeah. And one of them is yeet juice. And then we've got, yeah, the, the cores. So we generally have, I don't know, like 10 or so different beers on at a time, different random beers on, which change pretty frequently um yeah i i I was talking about tying up a like a wholesale tap i yep. guess
2: oh right yeah yeah how much how much does your tap room dictate what you guys make in the brewery uh do do you get a lot of do you take in all that feedback and try to and try to um replicate what you hear yeah
1: so <laughs> we we definitely i mean like constantly learning and um like working out what works and what doesn't. But, um, initially taproom was all the feedback, like, you know, like we like constantly iterate, but like keen, keen to learn and improve. So we, yeah, the the, the taproom was, was where it was all at initially. And now I sort of like, we sort of looked a little bit like that's, that's the main one, but we're sort of looking a little bit more, um, a little bit more sort of bigger with, with, with our feet, what, what feedback we take on from a lot of wholesale people and do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I recommend we're, we're like in, we're like in, I don't know, like 150, 200 locations in, in SA. So there's a, yeah, it is a, a lot, a lot of people, a
2: lot of different things you need to balance, I guess. Um, Here's an indulgent little question because I actually really like Kilkenny. And yeah. with the Kilbenny, is it, it. Have you got it on, on nitrous oxide? Yeah, and, it's on nitro. Yeah. And then. And, and yeah, you've got yeah, yeah. the frothy tap, tap. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, it's it's poured the exact same way. And it is. It's just so. like It is so malty. And it, yeah. it's just like, oh, it's, it's a flavor explosion. I. I like I'm biased but I fucking love it. Yeah,
2: I I think done right. It's a really great one which no one has really explored. Yeah. The I, was world. I feel I wish like I could I can it. it. I wish I could can
1: it. I can't can it because um, You I, don't have a widget? I don't have I don't have any like my canning machine can't do nitro, yeah, yeah, no yeah. widget. So
2: Um have you ever tried putting your stout through the through Nitro and on a and on a frothing tap, we we
1: haven't done that yet. Um, to be honest, like, to to make a like you can't just take a keg that is hmm. supposed to be for like CO two carb and then tweak it to make it like without a bit of fucking around. Like, yep. um, we need to we need to purge all the the gas pressure and this mm-hmm. and that. Um, yeah, so we haven't done that yet because there hasn't really been a demand for it. Because, yeah, uh, honestly, Kilbenny's tap just, it sells good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck we'll do when it's done because I'll be, like, so sad. Threw it
2: again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Surely. Like, so for me personally, and this might describe all my business failures, but you're the owner of the business. Yeah. Occasionally, you just gotta go, fuck it. I gotta treat my. Yes, yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think like- I, I, I deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in <drawn> Kilbenny <to laughs> <Hillbilly> again. <laughs> I've I've spoken to David about this before. Like, we're I, there, there's some really great pubs we've visited, and there's a, a, one or two of them are so busy that the owner can't just sit there drinking beer, enjoying the tap, the beautiful range of beers that they've got on because they're just constantly getting screwed over by the amount of work there is. Or constantly, he can't sit there and can't choose the beers meticulously that he's got on those taps because there's so much. But occasionally, I think, as a business owner, and this is a real big tangent, is just go go, fuck it. <laughs> I yeah. want to use that little little 200-litre brew kit and just go, you're yeah, nah. again.
1: <laughs> I honestly think we've, like... We, we brewed like 1200 liters of this and, um, and we like, like when you serve a beer on nitro, like yep. you need, you need a bar that or, or someone like a wholesaler that can pour it with nitro, which is yep. what really does limit the amount of places you can sell to. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't know, we brewed it probably three, four months ago. And I reckon we've only got like three or four kegs left. So, like, it's obviously, it's, it's definitely sold really well. And so I feel like, I feel like it, it, it makes sense to do it. Yeah. Uh, but, like, but I should, I almost feel like I should not brew it again. Just so I. <laughs> A magical I moment in time. Not because. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's just because I drink it too much, and I, I'm
2: getting fat. <laughs> like, yeah, too much carbs in your diet. Yeah,
1: it's it's, it's too much sweetness. Like, uh, uh,
2: yeah. Oh, it's terrific! I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, okay, so it looks like you guys brew like amongst a really broad range of styles and i 'm just about to ask the same question again why david 's on mute, which is part of the reason why i 'm struggling <laughs> because like he normally chimes in with something really interesting to say
0: i 'm glad you pointed that out because uh, for for people who aren 't always in the zoom room with us that have no idea just how absolutely terrible my computer is and how often it drops out during things, and then I come back in on mute and go to make some really witty joke, and my best jokes, I swear, have never been heard on the, uh, on the podcast at all, but I don't know where you started with that particular question, Warren, but it seemed to go really well. I like where, where you went with that, so I didn't want to get in the way no, of that. already
2: way. we've kind of already had the discussion about, like, and I, it's one of my favourites, that's why I always like asking, the discussion about the feedback from the tap taproom. Um, I, yeah, I think it's really interesting with all the breweries with the taproom. Um, how much they balance that with their other things. It very much sounds like Jake's at this interesting point where the taproom have been really important for their development, but now having to look further out into the larger yeah. world because that's where it's all going. That's exactly
1: right. Yeah. Like, the, it, like, you need to make sure... That there's like basically, we, we want to make sure that there's beer on in the taproom. Uh, mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that whenever someone comes in, they'll be treated to a different experience. Like if they're here two, two, three, four weeks in or like, you know, between, between drinks, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we, What's, uh, <clears throat> like, yeah, we,
2: so we can only do,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. What's the, in your, opinion, the stupidest beer you've ever you've ever brewed. Like something it was just like at my start out was a great idea to begin with. And you look back at it and just go, what the hell well, do we think? I
1: don't know if it was the stupidest beer, <laughs> but we, we did um we did this whole thing where we we did like a element's Biscuit series and we did and we did like a Monte Carlo we called it a, we called it a Monte Carlo monster and then a, a Kingston creature. And uh we made these like 13, 14% stouts um, <laughs> with, like, all the different bits and pieces that went into the biscuit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was it was pretty... They were, they were pretty well-received, but, like, yeah. It Isn't definitely... It... That would like, you know, at 14%, they definitely did numbers.
2: Yeah. Is Is the orange... You know that shortbread with orange cream? Is that one of them that... Is in the assortments box. I can't remember. I think Shane is looking like she knows what I'm talking about. It's not. I one think box. it is, isn't it? Yeah. No, nah, none. None good. No, no good. No. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I, it's not well, my I mind. Like, one. The yeah.
0: one. I thought the orange one was in the assortment, but it could just be because on the little plate of biscuits we get at council, perhaps just no one's ever taken those ones. Oh, so yeah, they've actually yeah, that's been it. there for <laughs> you know ten, twenty years. So.
2: The rest of council staff will eat in the other ones, and that's just like left the councils with shit. Um, the yeah, but you mentioned my favorite too it's Monte Carlo and Kingston. It's like Carlo
1: oh, like, is the bomb,
2: yeah. yeah. I think so too, yeah. yeah. Welcome kind of to Biscuit <laughs> Talk with <laughs> Warren. The jam's like a little bit chewy. I don't know. What was that? Sorry, you know how the jam's a little bit chewy, like that with like cream. Yeah. And that's well, a, we 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 achieved that by making the beer like
1: thirteen percent, and then having like a bit of a bit of raspberry in there. So it was real thick, and uh, yeah, it, I love
0: yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well, I I guess this is the time to ask then our traditional cool room question to move yeah. away from biscuit chat. Much as I love biscuit chat and can do the a good. whole. <laughs> um but look our traditional cool room question uh 192 episodes in 193 episodes in is uh what's the most strange or confronting weird thing you've seen in a cool room and we uh we use that sort of phrase advisedly in a brewery in someone else's brewery rather than your own feel free to you know lag someone else out rather than having to job um, yourself in
1: I actually, I actually asked, like, I asked one of the um, uh, like our events person this today because after I sort of had a quick squeeze at this, um, and she said that um, she saw people having sex in a brewery in in a cool room, and I was like, wow, I haven't seen that. But the most interesting thing for me, probably, which is probably not that interesting, is we when we used to like fill up fish here and there was just like dangling fish carcasses in there, in there, like in, in the brewery. Cause they were like, they were going to come back to like curing it
0: a bit. I, I, I Yeah. yeah. I, I, I really genuinely feel like that's begging a couple more follow-up questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, let's, let's just say someone's listening in for the first time ever. Um, do most breweries fill fish in their cool rooms? I reckon, like, I don't know. Most breweries
1: probably don't. They, they, like, yeah, but they don't fill fish in the breweries um, in the cool room. So this was like the carcass, I guess. So that they'd, they'd taken the fillets off, put them aside, and then they'd, then they'd like, we've got like a charcoal grill. And so they were, like, hanging them above it to smoke them. Um, and so I think they, like, the plan was, uh, yeah, to, to, to hang To dry them out. out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dry <laughs> them out, hang them up and smoke them and then use them for whatever the, they wanted to use them for. Maybe, like, I don't
0: know, maybe stock. Uh, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a chef. is <laughs> really your wheelhouse. Warren, this feels like your wheelhouse. You're you're our expert when it comes to fish and corooms. So expert <laughs> when it comes to fish.
2: Well <laughs> fish and Mainly, and call call rooms. Rooms. I mean- <laughs> mainly
0: fish and <laughs> rooms. But yeah. I can understand it. Like you know,
2: like you got it's like when you're I don't know, you're roasting pork belly and you're putting it in the fridge overnight because you get all the crackling and like you're drying up. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea I mean- why you would put fish carcasses in there, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm more interested in like let me try to your marketing person is she like a late late twenties kind of um, <laughs> no like, yeah no, like, I, like, yeah, I, 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 yeah around that probably <laughs> I'm just assuming and this is this is a really massive assumption I shouldn't assume because you know it's the it makes an nice ass of you or me but yeah um, the rest of the world of uh, who've who've been in the cool room situation? I've all seen people have sex in the cool room. So <laughs> yeah, so you you guys have seen it. We've heard we've heard plenty. You've of have heard guys. stories <laughs> and maybe seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it is because it's like that's where you go to chill out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, chill and, out. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um. Did we've?
0: We normally have uh, audience questions. And I think yeah, jake I think Shana, Shana. had a question for you, Warren, and then we might get a, a few audience questions in for Jake. I think. Uh, Shana's now denying that she did. I thought Shana was interested in finding out what you were eating, Warren. That was going to give her the opportunity to. Oh, uh, yeah, no, to think.
1: No, I was actually wondering about too. Sorry, to, yeah, yeah, it looked yeah, really good. But it's an audience
2: hungry. question. Yeah. From jake. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was um, yeah, so I was I've been running a little bit late today, so yeah, spaghetti bolognese, which is our Thursday thing, that's the um, go yeah, it's a little bit of pre pre carb loading for the weekend, which is full of running around and needing carbohydrates, I think. yeah mm. yeah,
0: and there to was like a also... more responsible bit of parenting and your cooking than what I came up with tonight, Warren, so I congratulate you for that. <laughs> What did you come? Oh no, I did see that was it Was it a burger made with a chocolate donut as the bun? it was that that is exactly what it was so
2: and crinkle gun chips, which i yeah you, know, you could have them any type, but I think um yeah, I think that's that's kind of. That's kind of interesting. I think you should try to, well, I think we should wind this up because Jake doesn't need to hear about our <laughs> elaborate dining. Although I did make the bear um, Chris Bomblet. So I even mean, with my Facebook friends,
0: it was tasty and delicious. And yeah, I can, I've still got chops, I've still got kitchen I, chops. I've got all the ingredients. I'm doing it this weekend with a special twist of my own, but I'm not going to reveal that right here, right now. There you go. Let us say a big, big thank you to Jake, who, as you say, didn't come on for Biscuit Talk, didn't come on for Omelette Talk, uh, came on to talk about his delicious beers and to tell the story of the brewery. Uh, Jake, for people who want to keep up to date with all of the socials so that they can continue to learn more, hear about exciting new releases, and particularly come and visit and have some of those things that you've got on tap there, um, whereabouts should people be following?
1: Yeah, I guess... Get onto Bottom Brewing on Instagram and Facebook and all that
0: sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you might yell out the actual handles, but I guess if we just type At, it into our Google At machines. And Brewing? I don't know.
1: But
2: to be honest, I don't really know.
0: <laughs> That's why we have
2: 20-something-year-olds who yeah, exactly, have people having sex exactly. in cool exactly.
0: yeah. <laughs> we yeah, just,
2: yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I understand. We get it, Jake.
0: Yeah. Well, look, a big thank you to being on the show. A big thank you to everyone who's here in the Zoom room uh, with us here on a Thursday night. And we look forward to sitting around after we've turned the recording off and enjoying a few more of the beers in the pack, which are, of course, available in our online store. Thanks very much, Jake. Thanks,
2: Jerry.
1: Cheers.